hallelujah in the name of Jesus saints we just want to say that we love you so much and there's nothing you can do about it amen in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for being who you are, Lord. Thank you again for keeping us, Lord God, in the nighttime, Lord, not letting us be violated, Lord, assaulted in our sleep, Lord. Lord, we just thank you right now for the victory in you. Lord, we thank you for your name. Lord, we thank you for your name reigning throughout the earth. We thank you for your name reigning in our hearts on today, Lord, in our minds, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us lord god in perfect peace those of us that have our minds stayed on you in the name of jesus lord i thank you for the men of valor lord god the men of god lord god that carry the word lord god lord that carry the torch in this dark hour lord i thank you for the daughters of zion as well lord that carry the word that carry the torch lord and pass it on to the next generation lord i just thank you right now lord i just thank you right now in advance lord for the children those that are ready to receive lord in the name of jesus lord i just thank you lord god that you have given us the victory since the beginning Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would go before this podcast on today. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, your yielded vessel, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that I decrease that you may increase, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for the ear bone of the listener, those that may come into the live, those that may listen later. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would give them the understanding, Lord God, give them the comprehension of what is being said. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would give them the strength and the courage to take the words, Lord to take the words and pray with them, Lord God, to see what it is you have for them in their life, Lord. What do, what can they get from the word, Lord God, to apply to their lives on today, Lord? In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for the bride of Christ. I thank you for us coming together as a unit, as one. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just appreciate you on today. Lord, on today we say, have your divine way in the name of Jesus. Have your divine way, Lord. For, Lord, it is you that is sit high and look low, Lord God. You know the thought of men and the intents of man's heart, Lord. You know better than we. Hallelujah. We pray right now, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would take over, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would come in and do the work on today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the walk by faith. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful journey, Lord, in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the highway called holiness, righteousness. the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we appreciate you on today, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
Amen. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much for coming into the live. We love you so much. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Listen, saints, we are going to have a Bible study. Amen. We're going to have a Bible study. And when I say we're going to have a Bible study, I just, I mean that. Amen. Because when I tell you the Lord give it hot off the press, he gives it hot off the press. That is no uh, boasting in me. Uh, my soul make her boast in the Lord always. And, and, and because the Lord is good and worthy to be praised, is hot off the press. So sometimes I can come to you and it sounds like, where is she going? Or where are we going with this? It's because the Lord is giving it to me as we go. You think I'm playing, don't you? Well, listen, let me tell you something. I am a mother of three, okay? Oldest is 16. Youngest is 10, all right? Mother of three, um, single mom, and I work, okay? And with that being said, uh, I don't have a whole, whole lot of time to just uh, lay around and, you know, piddle, paddle, piddle, paddle. So while I do make time for the Lord, now don't get me wrong, I do make time for the Lord, prayer time, laying before the Lord, things of this nature, the Lord most of the time give me things on the fly. Amen. And I, he's done it for so long with me until I've gotten to where I'm not so nervous as I used to be when the Lord give me something right as I'm hitting record or right as I'm hitting live. Uh, I don't get so, so nervous and clammed up like I used to because I used to get nervous and clammed up, saints, honestly. But this is, this was a part of my journey in the walk by faith, nervous and clammed up. Yeah, that was me. But it was a part of the Lord saying, are you going to trust me or not? Because if I, if I can't trust you, then I can't use you. But if I can trust you to say the things that I'm telling you to say, then I can use you. Saints, let me tell you something. I said something about the the uh, story of Saul the other day. I was telling you about King Saul, how his it was his tongue. He fell on his tongue, right? He spoke so many damnable uh, things. He wanted David dead. His heart manifested. Amen. And I said, Saul laid on his tongue and died. But to be honest... When, as the story goes on, the sword didn't kill Saul. Amen. The sword didn't kill Saul. But even with that, uh, that mistake, I'll call it a mistake that I made, the Lord showed, he, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Now, we live, we learn, we grow. True enough. And everything happens for a reason. Do you know? I was listening to the man of God preach. And the the Saul did not die from falling on the sword. Now, he did fall on the sword, but he didn't die from it. Amen. He died shortly after. But even in this, the Lord allowed me to see the heart of the king. The heart of a king. Who are you dealing with? What is this person's heart? What is this person's intent? What is this person's motive? Can I tell you that in the past, all right, and we don't really like to bring up the past unless we're learning from it, but in the past, okay, uh, some uh, people would have taken that and tried to bury me. Do you hear me? People would have taken that little thing right there and tried to dig a hole where well, the hole already did. We would try to push me in it 
and not kill me, but bury me alive. Okay, leave me breathing and just put dirt in my nose. You know what I'm saying? But the Lord is just merciful. And you can tell the mercy in his beloved sons and daughters. You can tell his beloved, his spirit in his sons and daughters. God's spirit. Let me tell you how God's spirit works. God's spirit works this way. Um, a bruise read, and I was gonna, yes, I was gonna, we were gonna go there, but okay, it slipped my mind. A blue, a bruise read, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. All right. This is God's spirit. A bruise read, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. Why? Because there is some life there. And I see that you're trying, right? And I see that you're doing this uh, unto me. Amen, says the Lord. You're doing it unto me. So a bruised reed, I'm not going to break it. And a smoking flax, I'm not going to quench it. Why? Because everybody ain't bruised. Some people take their bruises and they are excited, okay? And they go through the land smearing people's names, smearing the name of the Lord, smearing the reputation of the Lord, just smearing. that These people are not bruised, amen? These are bitter. The Lord said a bruised reed, he will not break and a smoking flax. He would not quit smoking. Yeah, uh, I've lost a little bit of my fire, but I'm still smoking. My heart is still toward the Lord and I still do want the Lord. Amen. So this is the heart of the Lord. I see you trying. I see you want the Lord. I want the Lord too. This is the heart of the Lord. And it is refreshing, saints, to see uh, the heart of the Lord in today's time. In today's time, it's refreshing. Yes. In today's time, it's refreshing to really see the heart of the Lord. It really is. It really is really refreshing to see the heart of the Lord. On yesterday now, and so I want to extend it. I want to give an apology, okay, for that. That was said a couple of days ago. Amen. And one thing I can say that the Lord has helped me to do is to retract something if something has been said that I, that the Lord shows me, uh, it wasn't quite like that. I can come back, you know, with no pride. I can come back and say, thanks, forgive me for that because that was a misquote. Amen. That was a misquote. Amen. And so, yes, forgive me for that. That was a misquote. Now, on yesterday, the Lord gave us um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19. For though it be free, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. Okay. That I might gain the more. And, um... So this was Paul saying that the, uh, I, I make myself these things so that I may gain more people, that I may gain more souls. Now, while you and I are abiding in the body of Christ, God bless you, uh, beauty, beauty, uh, Q-Vine. God bless you in the name of Jesus. But while we are a part of the bride of Christ, it, do you know that it's something very, very, very important that you and I have to do? 
Yes. It's something very, 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 very important that you and I have to do. Me and you have to become all things so that we may win some. Now, I'm not talking about the people that take crayons and color outside the line. We got to become a crackhead, got to become a weedhead, got to become a drunk, got to become a prostitute, got to become all of this to win some. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the bride of Christ now. You and I as a unit, we have to become all things so that we may win some. What does this mean? This means to me and you right now, okay, you might be the foot and I might be a finger or I might be the foot and you might be the hand or you might be the chest and I might be the loins or I might be the thighs and you might be the legs. We are, well, but you in the position that you hold, you have to put yourself in my shoes. You have to put yourself in the position of the hands. Well, I'm, and the hands have to put themselves in the position of the feet. What does that mean? That means I need to understand it from your point of view. You're, without coming off a word, I've got to understand that I might be the hands, but the feet is holding up a lot of weight. You understand? The hands are not holding up a lot of weight. The hands are writing things. The hands are, are, are keeping the body cleansed. The hands is feeding the body, okay? The hands is scratching anywhere that, or, 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 uh, um, dusting off, uh, ticks and fleas and everything that's trying to get on the body. Mosquitoes and gnats. The hands is doing this and the hands can't start fussing at the feet. Why, why, why the feet ain't doing what I'm doing? I'm dusting off this and I'm dusting off that and I'm feeding the body and I'm washing the body and I'm doing all of this. Yeah, but you don't understand that the feet is holding a bunch of weight. That's that you don't understand the, the, the burden that the feet is under. We don't understand that. And so you and I, you and I have to become all things, okay, so that we may win some. Amen. Does that make sense? So when we, when we are a part of the body of Christ, it's not just our job. Okay. I'm the nose. So I'm smelling everything. Yeah. That don't smell right. Oh, uh, nope. That don't smell right. No, that don't smell right. So, but, but the nose can't begin to, 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 to begin to, uh, uh, judge the knees okay and the knees can't judge the nose nose you don't do nothing but smell stuff well that's what the nose supposed to do hello the nose is supposed to smell stuff this don't smell right that smell burnt that smells good the fragrance of the lord well the knees can't smell the fragrance of the lord but i tell you one thing the knees can do okay uh the knees can 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 bend and give us begin to give us the fragrance so the nose can smell the fragrance of the lord because the knees is bent and because the mouth is praying and because prayer is going up and intercession is going up now the nose can smell the perfume of the Lord. Now the nose can smell, okay, the beautiful scent of the anointing. Why? Because the knees is doing its job. The feet is doing its job. The mouth is doing its job. Amen. The bride of Christ, you and I have to come together to be able to understand that your position might not be my position, but your position is just as important as mine is. And I don't care how little that position seems like it is. It's just as important as mine. And I don't care how little my position seems. It's just as important as yours. This is the church that God is coming back for. One without spot 
wrinkle, no blemish. This is the church God is coming back for. So Paul said, I become all things that I may win some. Okay, I become all things that I may win some. Don't you believe that when the world sees the bride working as a unit? Don't you believe that this will begin to gain traction? This will begin to catch the eyes of those who've been waiting for the manifestation of the of the sons. The bride working as a unit. Don't you believe that this will begin to get the attention of those in darkness? Compelling some to come to the marvelous light. I do believe. I do believe. So we become all things that we may win some. Uh, the only way the body Christ is, the body of Christ is going to become a unit is to become all things to ourselves. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, we got to love ourselves first. Oh, we love the world and we love the world. How can we love the world when we don't love each other yet? So as we become all things to each other, we can become all things to those that are in need. Paul said, I become all things that I may win some. We begin to talk about King James earlier. And honestly, say, there are, there are, there's a lot of information that I did not share because one, I didn't believe that I had time. Okay. Um, but I'm going to share just a little bit more with you. And then we're going to talk about the king. We're going to talk about King Solomon. We're going to talk about King Jesus. The one they said, oh, this is Jesus, King of the Jews. We're going to talk about King Jesus. We're going to talk about King Solomon and King James. I mean, because this is the year of the crown, the crown from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. We have to have what the Lord is giving us this year. No time for slacking off. We have to have what God has given us this year. Listen to this. So this morning, um, the regents. Now, I didn't tell you all about the regents of King James. Now, we know that King James got the crown when he was 13 months old. King James is the right. He's not the writer, but he's the one that made the book possible over here where we could understand it. OK, he was the he was the man for that, which is why he put his name on the front of the book, the King James version. So if he put King James version, obviously there were other different versions around. What do you think about that? Saints? Because I mean, if, if he said this is the King James version. Now, there are many slaves that say, you know, that the masters and the taskmasters would, would give them the Bible and, and that, that, that the Bible was given to them to keep them under bondage. But see, King James, King James named this the King James Version for a reason. So how many versions was it before this version came? Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've lived my life by this version here. And I tell you, I wouldn't have it no other way. Amen. I wouldn't have it no other way. But we see here that King James uh, got the crown, okay, on the 24th. 
And he um was 13 months old when he got the crown. All right. And with him being 13 months old, the only thing King James could do with the crown at 13 months old is what? Destroy it. That's all. What can a 13 month old do with a crown? They can, they'll throw it on the floor. They'll play with it. Okay. They, they play with it with the dog. They, they play, they'll, they'll fetch and throw and fetch and throw. What can a 13 month old do with a crown? Okay. So this is where the regents, King James had regents around him for to be exact. And this was astounding to me. Uh, when I, when I first did the study, it was astounding to me. King James, his regents. Amen. Because after all, he's 13 months old. Yes, he has the crown, but what can he do with it? Because he, he had to depend on the regents around him and which is the ring around him, which is yesterday the Holy Ghost was, was, was speaking through me where people say, you know, either you're going to be grace or you're going to be law or you're going to be this or you're going to be that. Paul said, I became all things that I might win some. And the argument with these people is that you can't become all things because you ain't never going to go nowhere. You ain't never going to do nothing. You got to pick a side. Pick a side between the Old Testament and New Testament when the Bible is one, when the word of God is one. You mean to tell me I got to either pick the torso up of God or the loins down of God? I can't have both. That's what you're saying to me. I can't have the wholeness. And because these people don't have the wholeness, they, 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 they thrive on you picking a side. I don't have to pick a side. The word of God is perfect in itself. I don't have to pick a side. So Paul said, I become all things that I might win some. Amen. As long as I know that Jesus came and that Jesus died for the remission of sins. And now I can go to him and repent for sins and ask him to help cleanse live in me. And please allow me to have the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost to live, rule and abide in me. As long as I know that you can't, you can't talk about the Old Testament to me. You can't talk against the Old Testament to me. And you can't talk against the New Testament to me. Who do you think I am? Who do you think we are? We are the bride of Christ. And the Holy Ghost teaches us all things. Do you understand that? The one thing he didn't tell us is to go sacrifice a lamb or sacrifice a cow or sacrifice a dove. I believe he know what he's doing. I'm an advocate for the school of the Holy Ghost. So while we major in a minor and minor in a major, life is still going on. Darkness is still abounding. Gross darkness is covering the people. Now the grace of God has to much more abide. Amen. So Paul said, I become all things that I might win some. Yesterday, we talked about the ring where people say, well, you're not, I've, I've been told you're not going nowhere because you won't pick grace over the law. You won't pick the law over grace. And the Lord is like, the Lord is giving me a method to where I don't have to do that. That is for the birds. That is for those that need something to do. The Lord says, I'm for progression. Let's go on. Let's go on to follow on to know the Lord. Amen. And so with that being said, there's a ring. You're just going around in circles. You're going around in circles where that's a ring. A ring is a circular object. Amen. And because Jesus already came and finished it, what are the new steps that we're trying to make? There are no new steps. The only steps we need to make is the pathway called straight. And Jesus already made those footprints. 
All we have to do is walk in them. But the thing about it is, most oftentimes, we find those footprints lead to the valley of the shadow of death. Nobody wants to go to the valley. You know why? Because the mountain is so popular. Nobody wants to go to the valley of the shadow of death. And I can walk these steps all day long. La, 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 la. But when I see these steps lead to the valley of the shadow of death, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no, I can't do that because see that way ain't popular. And I'm trying to look. I don't see nobody on that pal. Nobody. But maybe the Lord is saying, I want you to be a trailblazer. I want you to get on that pal. You don't see nobody on the path because you the first one I want to get on it. I'm going to get on it. Well, no, Lord, I don't see nobody doing it. And it's, it looks scary. This is the journey. This is the walk by faith. And it is the day by day process. Not next year and two years and three years from now. But what are we going to do today? Do we have the seal of approval? The Lord says, if you suffer with me, you reign with me, but many people reject the suffer ring. The ring is circular and many people reject the suffer ring. They don't want the suffer ring. They want the blessing ring. Okay. Lord, give me the blessing ring. The Lord says you get the blessing ring when you take the suffer ring and wear it proudly. Amen. And don't denounce me and don't be shamed. And if you are shamed, Come to me and let me know about it so we can work this thing out. Amen. Because I'm still in you, Christ in you, hoping for glory in the suffering. I want you to praise me. I want them to see you praising me. I want them to see you shouting my name and telling me how good I am. And then I want them to see me bring you out. Do I have anybody that'll do it? Do I have anybody that'll do it? So now, now on today, we have a bunch of battered people. We have a bunch of wounded people. We have a bunch of bruised people. Why? Well, because the enemy crept in unawares and because they began to, 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 to quench. Okay. Those that was the, the smoking flax and they begin to go ahead on and break the bruised reeds. I see you bruised. I see that you've been through this in your past and you've been through that in your past and you've been through this and you've been through that. And instead of using the word of God to heal, they took the word of God and finished breaking people off. They took the same word of God and began to quench all the smoking flags. And so now we have a bunch of broken people, a bunch of broken people. So now the question is, can these dry bones live? Can these dead bones live? Yes, they can. With the spoken word. Huh? It is the word that was breathed into Adam in the beginning and Adam became a living soul. Do you believe that? Do you believe it was the word of God that breathed the breath into Adam and Adam became a living soul? This is what it's going to take. For the bruised reeds and the smoking flax and those that have been killed all the day long. This is what it's going to take to bring the resurrection, to bring the refreshing, to bring the renewing, to bring the restoring back to the body of Christ. The word of God. It don't change. He's always going to be the antidote. 
the word is going to stay the same. It has to. The God that was, that is, and is to come, his word stays the same. The different versions of the Bible can change, but God's word stays the same. Always. And so we have this ring here. Amen. So James was 13 years old and there's a ring of men around him. These regents, what they call them, the regents are surrounded James at the age of 13 months. Listen to this. It says, James was the only son of Mary, Queen of Scots, and her second husband, Henry Stewart, Lord Darnley. Eight months after James's birth, his father died when his house was destroyed by an explosion. Now, not to get too far off topic, but the explosion, they believe, was caused by uh, the planning of James's mother, which is why she lost the crown. All right. Because they believe she was wanting somebody else. And in order to get this other man, this guy right here had to go. And so, yeah, that's a little rabbit hole. So eight months after James's birth, his father died when his home was destroyed by an explosion. After her third marriage to James Hepburn, fourth Earl of Bothwell, Mary was defeated by rebel, by rebel Scottish Lord and abdicated the throne. James, one year old, became King of Scotland on July the 24th, 1567. Mary left the kingdom on May 16, 1568, and never saw her son again. During his minority, James was surrounded by a small band. <laughs> James was surrounded by a small band of great Scottish lords. These lords had to be great. Do you understand? While I'm reading this, my mind goes to the bride of Christ. It's not just one person. It's a whole band of people. And we have to band together as the bride. There's no big eyes and little U's. Every last one of us is important. Amen. And so there was a band of great Scottish lords. The reason I say the, the lords were so great is because James not only became uh, King James the sixth, but he became he became King James the first. OK, again. So he's the sixth and the first. So listen to this. So Mary left the kingdom um, May 16th and never saw her son again. During this minority, James was surrounded by a small band of the great Scottish lords from whom emerged the four successive regents. All right. The four successive regents, the earls of Murray, Lennox, Mar, and Morton. All right. The four successive regents. I can't make this stuff up. I don't make it up. The four successive regents, the earls of Murray, Lennox, Mar, and Morton. There did not exist in Scotland the great gulf between rulers and ruled that separate rules and ruled that separated the two the Tudors and their subjects in England. For nine generations the Stuarts had in fact been merely 
the ruling family among many equals. And James, all his life, retained a feeling for those of the great Scottish lords who gained his confidence. Now, you have this great King James. And King James was born to do what he was supposed to do. It was already in him to do what he was supposed to do. Okay. The Lord put it in him before he was born to do what he did. But nobody really talks about now the ones, because listen, this little dude was 13 months old. It's nothing at 13. Now, the Lord could have had the band around him. It could have been a bunch of old, evil, rotten neck folks. It could have, they could have taught this little baby anything. He was 13 months old. They could have taught him anything. But the reason my hat go off to them is because these were the chosen of the Lord. They, the Lord chose them to be around him because he knew the great assignment that had to be, that had to be done. Okay. The great assignment that had to be done. These Four successive regents. The Bible didn't say that James grew up and James went off. And here's the king, the, the sixth king and the first king in another country, in another city, in a town. He's a sixth king here and the first king there. And he is just doing his thing. But, 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 but the, the writings say that James all his life retained. That means it never left him. It was always embedded in his heart. It was always embedded in his mannerisms. And the things he did, the things he said, it was always embedded and life retained a feeling for those of the great Scottish lords who gained his confidence. Let me tell you something. It is not the nature of the Lord to gain from somebody and you don't bless them. That's not God's nature. It's not the nature of the Lord to just take, 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 take and never ever give. It is not the nature of the Lord. Here we have it. The one that gave us, okay, the one that made it possible for us to have the King James Version King is, is, is King James. And King James was handed the throne at the age of 13. We see that there was a band around King James. But this band of men was not just any old rooter poops. This band of men were not jealous. They didn't look at King James and say, I can't stand him. He ain't in but 13 months old and he already got the crown. Let's see, boys. What should we do with this one? How should we raise this one? What filth and evil can we put in this one? 
But these regions had a particular ingredient inside of them. They knew that if we do right by this little kid, when he gets to be old of age, there is nothing we want that we can have. If we do right and instill right values in this kid, when he grow up, he's going to be for right. When he grow up, he'll have something in between his ears that can help somebody else. The Lord knew that he had to protect this seed because this seed is going to bring my children out of bondage. The problem is there are many kids that came out of bondage. Many grown-ups came out of bondage. And when they realized they had to take the yoke of the Lord on, they was like, I just came out of bondage. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. I'm not going under another bondage. But what they didn't understand was they were going to be under this taskmaster or they were going to be under the taskmaster of the devil. That's what they didn't understand. And many of them took God's yoke upon them and learned of him. But many of them, they went a whole nother way. I'm done with the yokes. I don't care who yoke it is or what yoke it is. I'm done with it. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Here we have it. We're going to go to, let's walk on water. Hallelujah. We're going to go to, um, let's go to first Kings chapter three and verse 16. All right. First Kings chapter three and verse uh, 16. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. First Kings three and 16. Okay, and I pray that you are walking on water with me. First Kings three sixteen. All right, I'm getting there, saints. Okay, three sixteen says, let's do. Okay, three sixteen is talking about King Solomon. So I told you we're going to talk about the kings today. So the difference between a king after God's heart and a king that's not after God's heart. Um, you can kind of sort of put yourself in somebody else's shoes versus always judging folks. You know what I'm saying? Judging this one, judging that one, judging this one, judging that one. Well, if the hands put that put herself in the position of the feet, you'll be able to see that the the load is heavy down here. So while I'm doing all I can to hold up the body of Christ, while I'm doing all I can to hold everything up. And so, so we can be upright, believe it or not, the Lord gave me my own special dressing and it's called the preparation of the gospel of peace. And because the Lord knows that while y'all are doing all that up there, I'm down here trying to hold up the standard because he said he'll have us to be upright doors. 
Okay, so I'm down here trying to hold up the standard so we won't be running to the left and running to the right. Or don't get mad at me. The feet says don't get mad at me because you hear a wind of doctrine and the ears are trying to get themselves into place. Okay, we know God being the Godhead, but just stick with me. You're trying to get yourself in place. And now you think that we're supposed to run over here to every wind and doctrine. But no, I said, no, we're not. We're just going to stand right here on the word. Don't get mad at me. Be trying to curse me down here because I said I'm not finna move. Don't be getting mad at me because you say, oh, the enemy is coming. The enemy is coming. Well, the Lord said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't get mad at me. So this is why the whole body of Christ in a, in in this in this entireness have to do the walk by faith because it's time out for us disagreeing with each other. The feet is in the word, the head is in the word, the the body is in the word. All of us are supposed to be agreeing now. So the ones that are not agreeing, something is wrong. Amen. Something is wrong. The ones that are not agreeing, something is wrong. Now, all of us are falling short of the glory. Don't get me wrong. And every day, it is the persistent walk by faith. Every day, it's the step by step we make this journey. But the thing about it is, the bride of Christ understands in its entirety that we make this journey. We collectively, all of us on one accord, make step by step by step and everybody that's making this step by step by step on the walk of faith understand that this is a journey we're there are none of us that's saying oh look at you look at the feet the feet just get on my nerves and no see that's something else and and we can't be distracted in today we can't be distracted in this hour we have to know that all of us on one accord are all walking the same way. And while there's perfection here, the hands have to perfect the feet. The hands have to perfect the torso. The hand has to fix the crown. The hand has to base the body. The hands have to feed. The hands have to do this. And what are the hands? Well, the fivefold. We gave some apostles some prophets, some pastors, some evangelists, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Amen? But we as a whole all make up the body of Christ. So it's also time out for getting it wrong. Oh, they trying to come against me. No, everybody's not trying to come against you. Some people are trying to help perfect the body. Amen. But the thing about helping to perfect the body, the Lord gives all of us the foundation of love. So love, understand love. Even if I'm banging on the door at three o'clock in the morning, banging on the door at three o'clock in the morning, please let me in. Uh-uh-uh. Now, you know, mom and daddy love you, but mom and daddy told you that you're going to have to get off them drugs. And every time we let you in here, you steal our stuff. So while you out there... You know that the foundation of us is love and this love that's telling us to tell you, no, no, you can't come in. No, you get yourself together. It's called tough love. We don't like to talk about tough love. Let that boy in. Let him in. Let her in. Why? So they can just tear up the place and steal all our stuff we don't work hard for. Let them in. We, we, the body of Christ, we, we can't keep looking at love one way. 
The Lord says, enter into my rest. Yes, we're going to rest, but enter into the rest of me. Yeah, I love you, but what's what the rest of me look like? Do you even know? Do you even care what the rest of me look like? I'm a god of war. I'm a battle axe. I'm a sword for God's sake. So now we have it here, another young king. And this king has asked the Lord, Lord, I need you to give me what it takes to be able to go in and out among such a greatest people as these. Lord, these are your people. Verse 10 says, and the speech pleased the Lord. Something this king was saying pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Verse 9 says, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. This is verse 9. Verse 9, nine souls being saved. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people. That I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And verse 10 says, and the speech pleased the Lord. Have you said anything lately that pleased the Lord? Well, Solomon's speech pleased the Lord. That Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked. This is verse 11. Be, and God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing. And has not asked for thyself long life. Neither has asked riches for thyself. Nor has asked the life of thine enemies. But has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment behold i have done according to thy words lo i have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee 13 says and i have also given thee that which thou hast not asked both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways, now here is here's the here is the uh, the ultimatum here. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. All right. Now. We travel on down to verse 16. Then came there two women that were harlots. Both of them were harlots. One of them wasn't a saint, one a sinner. No, both of them were harlots. All right. Until the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, oh, my Lord. says, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, 
that this woman was delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, excuse, and this said, no, but the dead is thy son and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Now, they begin to say all of this before the king. The king had just asked the Lord, Lord, I need you to give me proper discernment. I need you to show me how to judge. Okay. I need you to show me how to do this thing. Amen. How do I do this thing? And so we have it here where now he has to make a decision. All right. 23. Then said the king, the one said, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And the other said, nay, but this son is the dead, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, bring me a sword. Now, I just, I'm just crazy enough to believe that this sword in this, in this in this altercation here represents the Lord. Okay. We have the sword of the spirit and in every altercation and in everything we go through, every circumstance, I believe it should be judged by the sword of the word. I just do. Everything we go through, every circumstance should be judged with the word of God. This is us keeping him in all our ways. This is us acknowledging him in all our paths. Amen. And he directing what we should do. Says in 24, and the king said, bring me a sword. I still don't think it's ironic that this is verse 24. This is the year of 2024. And those of us that are making decisions now it's got to be based on the word. It cannot be based upon feelings. It cannot be based upon what he said or she said or they said. Honey, you think that man this, but honey, let me tell you what that man really is. Honey, you think that woman this? Let me tell you who that woman really is. You don't know who is who and what is what. We don't even know our own hearts because it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? So this year, if like no other year, we have to allow God's judgment to reign. 
We have to. Because how do you make a judgment when this woman is saying that her baby was alive, but now is dead? What if, what if your baby really was dead, but now you want her baby because it's alive? Huh? Or what if that really is her baby and your baby was dead and you just evil enough to take your baby and lay it over there on her and try to take her baby still kicking and moving? You just as evil as you want to be. So now we have a king here that has asked the Lord, Lord, I need you. Why? Because it matters what I tell folks. It is not all about me. It matters. People's life matter. The decisions that they make in life, it matters. I'm not just sitting on my high horse giggling at everybody that fall. Twenty-four, And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. Now, when I just read verse 25, Saints, my heart just went out to people that try to divide God's word into two. Like, I know they say this is the Old Testament, that's the New Testament. But do we not agree that this is all the word of God? It's it's almost like having that child and taking the sword and dividing that child into two. If I just live in the old, I'm going to die. If I just live in the new, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. With winds of doctrines of devils. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king. For her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. How evil. Let it be mine nor thine. Since I don't have it, you can't have it. I don't have a living child. You don't deserve a living child. Evil. Treacherous. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. The mother. Yeah. A mother is not going to want the child divided. A mother wants the child in its whole and the entirety of it. A true mother. Give her the child. 
Then the king answered and said, give the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged. And they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. The wisdom of God is what we need in today's time. Do you have the wisdom of God? Do you ever pray for the wisdom of God? The wisdom of God can cause those to fear. The beginning. Okay, what is it? The 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 fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You, you see it right here in the scriptures play out. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And verse 28 says, And all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. They feared the king, for they saw the wisdom of God. They feared the king because they saw the wisdom of God. Hmm. We're going to go over to John chapter 8 real fast. John chapter 8. And we're going to read now because the Lord wants me and you to understand those he's appointed today. Amen. And if you don't, you're going to be sorry. Amen. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. There are many crying out in the wilderness. Prepare you the way of the Lord. And with all of this crying going on, the Lord is going to make sure his sheep hear his voice and that a stranger they will not follow. John chapter 8, verse 6. Let's do one. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came into him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this one was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, verse four stands out to me because this is what a lot of people is doing today. Do you see a lot of people doing this today? This woman was caught in the act of adultery. This man was caught in the act of adultery. And so with that being said, there are many, 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 many that are doing this. Okay. This one got caught and that one got caught and this one got caught and that one got caught. But the thing is, the wisdom of the Lord makes all the difference in the world. People think just because this one has done this in the past and that one has done that in the past. Oh, you know, you better, you know, you, you, I don't know. You don't know who you're talking about. You don't know who you, you don't know who you're leaning on. You don't know who you have confidence in. My confidence is in the Lord and the Lord lives in this individual. A bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. Everybody don't have the same heart. You make a mistake, you mess up, you get caught doing something you ain't supposed to do, you are finished. 
to the eyes of people, to the eyes of folks. But see, the bride of Christ is just peculiar. She's a peculiar person. And because she's so peculiar, it doesn't matter that somebody messed up or made a mistake or used to do this or used to do that. She's just a peculiar person. And she says, Lord, who is this? Lord, what is their heart like? Lord, what is their heart posture? Where is their feet standing? What is their motive for doing what they're doing? What is their heart like? Are they just waiting to be the next one to stab me in the heart, to stab me in the back? What is their heart like? And a lot of times, if we have pride, the Lord can't even answer us. I can't answer you by, by somebody's heart because if I put you in the situation to show you the person's heart, now you done got all prideful, been out of shape and shame. And you can't hear what the person's saying. You can't hear what the woman's saying no more. You can't hear what the man's saying no more because your pride was in the way. But he says, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. Okay, the Lord is coming quickly. So what should I do? I should get myself together. That's what I should do. I should make sure I don't got no pride, no arrogance, no haughtiness. Okay, self-pity. I'm a victim. All that stuff got to be moved out of the way. All of it. Because when I come, it ain't going to be how you want it. Oh, you want me to just uh, uh put it in a little a Chinese cookie. And when you break open the Chinese cookie, you want it to say her heart is pure toward you. His heart is pure toward you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can I tell you something? That ain't good enough. You already know it ain't good enough and I know it ain't. Because with that kind of stuff, guess what? We need another confirmation and then another one and then another one. And 10 years down the road, we still asking the Lord for confirmations. When the Lord says, I can put you in this position, you misspoke. This is the one that said that you misspoke. But in such a wisdom that you don't feel like giving up and throwing in the towel you ain't been doing this for five years why don't i just throw this in the trash then you don't feel like that you feel even better to know that you made a mistake and was corrected in the most godly way (laughs) what do you do with that he did this and she did that. Don't come to me telling me nothing nobody done did. What you did. She's peculiar. I don't care how many times she been hurt. I don't care how many times she's been betrayed, the bride of Christ. I don't care how many times she's been stabbed, wounded, afflicted, burned. She still has a genuine heart to love, to embrace, to believe. Do you still believe that all things are possible? Do you still have your eyes on God? Because when we take our eyes off God, that's when we mess up. Do you still have your eyes on God? Not lifting up man's flesh, not lifting up woman's flesh. But do we have our eyes on God and what he is doing in this hour? Or do we have our picks and chooses? See, 
see, all of these things have to be moved out of the way in this season, this year. That stuff got to be moved out of the way. Because it's going to be a hindrance to the stuff God want to do. A hindrance. I tell you, I don't want to come all this way and just realize, hey, you've been doing it wrong the whole time. I don't want to do that. Do you? It's not my desire to do that. Here we have it, John 8, where now the scribes and Pharisees brought into him a woman in adultery. So here we have a battered, bruised woman. And it says, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, now they want him, master, this woman has was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? Now, this is somebody that tried to put the law against Jesus. Jesus didn't come to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill. So how can you pit me against myself? You're not smart. You understand? You're not smart. Because when you have a band, when you have a ring, you can't tell where the ring ends. And you cannot tell where it begins. How can you pit me against myself? You can hurt yourself, but you can't pit me against myself. So here we have it. This, they said, tempting him and that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee? She said, verse 11, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Listen what Jesus said. He said, go, gave her a command. And this is what he said, and sin no more. So what did he do? He gave love in the time of desperation, in the time of life and death, in the time of this woman who ain't worth much, might I add. This woman ain't worth a hill of beam, okay? Just worth having babies and having sex. This woman caught in the very act. Now, I ain't no he say, she say, we seen them. And she was caught in the very act of adultery. Now, what you going to do? Moses said to do this. What are you going to say? Jesus, because he had the heart of the Lord, began to write on the ground. <sighs> what do you do with that? How? What do you do with that? He began to write on the ground. And all the accusers left. 
And then when he was left alone with the woman, hold up. He didn't tell her to take her clothes off. Because now I done did you a favor, so get in here. What? He told her to go away. But not just that. Don't sin no more. So he didn't tell her to go on in her own way. Go on in her own lust. No, he told her, don't do it no more. Not just that. But King Jesus, we look at him when he was at the well with the woman with the water pots and begin to tell her that the man she had wasn't even her husband. She had five and the man she got ain't even hers. Sometimes here in the future, here now, people would take that information and kill her with it. But instead of Jesus killing her, he had an appointment with her. His appointment was to show her her sins and to to tell her, okay, a word of knowledge for her to run and start a revival. Come and see a man that told me all I was, showed me all that that was about me. Come and see a man. So instead of him telling her, you ain't never going to be nothing. Look at what you did. You've been married more than three or four times. The one you got ain't yours. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. You're Jesus. Some of these people don't have the heart of Jesus. Because Jesus took this woman and instead of breaking a bruised reed, he mended it so much till she ran and told it. Where is the heart of God on today? Are we the bride of Christ? And if we are, we're supposed to be peculiar. When it comes to looking at folks and their flaws and what they done did, there's a peculiarness to how we judge. We don't judge because every Tom, Dick, and Harry is pointing at it. We judge a whole nother way. We get the sword out like King Solomon did. And we let God do the dividing. Because if it was me, oh, I let a whole bunch of heathens in. But the Lord says not so. The Lord says I've tried man's heart. The Lord says I've done it. And if I've rejected them, who are you to say no? Who am I to say no, saints? Who are you to say no? Who are you to say yes? Who are we to say no or yes, saints? It's up to the Lord to do our bidding, saints. It's up to the Lord who he chooses. It's up to the Lord. It's not up to us. It's not up to us. It's not up to us. Here we have it. Some of the kings that made good decisions. Now, you look at King Solomon's life and King Solomon got in between and betwixt a whole bunch of women. We know the story. 
And because this woman believed in that God and this woman believed in that God and that woman believed in that God. But when Solomon started out, Solomon pleased the Lord. And every day it is a walk by faith. Every day. It's not a pointing at this one, a pointing at that one, a pointing at their flaws and their mistakes. It's a walk by faith, Lord. Let us make this journey. Even though the way may seem so hard, Lord, let us make this journey. In the name of Jesus. How do you see it? How do you see it? 